I'm Bertel van Vught. I work at VC for Africa and I'm the business development lead there. Welcome to the African Tech Roundup, Bertil. Thank you very much. I'm a, I'm a big fan. I'm listening every week. Thank you. That's very kind. You guys, of course, are friends of the show. You know, I just wanted you to give me a sense of what's trending in terms of this particular conference uh, relative to other conversations you've heard recently about the tech ecosystem on the continent and you know what needs to happen in order for it to grow and you know who needs what what are you sensing at this particular juncture at this particular event yeah it's uh it's something i've been thinking about today listening to the different panels and also participating in panels and, and a workshop i hosted is that i think that um, at this point in time people start to realize that um, the african tech ecosystem it's quite a big word but that we are still so very early days and i think that in the real early days i'm talking like five years back nobody really realized that it was all about the hype and it was all about you know oh there are these companies and there's mpesa and there's investments being made and all that but i think that now after like maybe seven eight years uh, down the line people start to realize that silicon valley was built in 50 years right so you cannot just get an investment ecosystem and a startup ecosystem pop up like that it takes time and um we're we're, we're seeing progress for sure uh, it was mentioned today so many times that uh, um, yeah ihub was founded in 2011 and since then we've seen uh, I don't know, 200, 300, I don't know what the exact definition is of an of a incubator or a, a co-working space, but hundreds of, of places where African entrepreneurs can come together and, and build their products uh, uh, together and also learn from each other and all these kind of things. So I think when you ask me, what is your what is the realization of, of today and, and, and the, the state of where we are at is that people do realize uh, more and more uh, that 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 it's just the beginning of things and um, we recently launched this XL Africa program uh, together with with the World Bank and um, this this is I think a, a next step in that long uh, period where um, a, a, a lot of focus has been on uh, incubators accelerators and the first seed financing and now um, um, this this program is is looking at companies that have gone through uh, these programs and that are scaling or that are looking to scale but that are struggling to to make that uh, that happen and so excel africa is designed to select the 20 best digital startups from across the continent that have the potential to really scale and with scale i mean across borders even maybe outside of the continent um, and this is really exciting um, because i think it's the first program that is that is really looking at, at this uh, segment and um, hopefully it will help to get uh, a couple of more uh, bigger funding rounds uh, happen and and also to attract other attention being it from african investors but also from outside of the continent to 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 uh, yeah make people realize that uh, 
there's exciting stuff happening. And uh, I heard a panelist say that he, he was an American guy working in, in Africa for a long time. And he said only after the Mark Zuckerberg visit to Lagos last year, he got messages from people uh, in, in uh, Silicon Valley about, hey, what is going on there? You know, so I don't know. For some reason, um, yeah, we have to have a lot of um, attention from, from investors from, from outside also to make people understand like what's going on uh, across Africa. Yeah. QI roll. <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, you, this World Bank thing is intriguing. Uh, what's the World Bank getting out of it? Because I mean, I've got stereotypical ideas of what the World Bank goes about uh, doing and uh, what its agenda or at least its mandate is and that kind of thing. What's the play here in terms of the World Bank, in terms of thinking, you know, and because I mean, they, you can't, you don't get more institutional than that in terms of, I think, thinking, approach, reach. Uh, so it, it's fascinating to me that they would be behind a program of this nature targeting, quite frankly, w w much lower than what I'd expect the World Bank to have an interest in. What's the play for them, do you think, in this context? Yeah, I find it hard to to answer that that question. Uh, it's the InfoDev team uh, of the World Bank. Okay, so that's most that makes more sense, I guess. So, InfoDev, if, if I understand it, are more development oriented. Yeah, they're more uh, development oriented, and uh, I think that they uh, have have also realized uh, this gap in 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 the ecosystem, and uh, they they've been looking at how how to engage and 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 maybe this was for them the right moment uh to to step in i'm just thinking in terms of, okay now that you mention it that way I, I'm, I'm i'm trying to draw a line between this idea and perhaps a commercial outcome five ten years from now that would definitely play into the more traditional uh things that the world bank goes about doing and help me help me paint a picture maybe of what that might be if this program is half as successful as, as we all hope? Well, w I started saying that we are really in, still in the early days of, of this whole um, technology uh, push for in, in, in Africa. Uh, and and uh, I think um, a couple of years from now, hopefully we'll, we will have seen um, companies coming out of Excel Africa or outside. Uh, that have really managed to to take those next steps, and um, and therefore also becoming uh, more interesting for uh, yeah the large MFIs and those those uh, investment bodies that that start to invest from five to ten million, you know. So uh, maybe that that is also the long play to help to create the the pipeline for those bigger uh, funding institutions. So you're based in Holland. Uh, no, actually, the correct term is the Netherlands, correct? <laughs> yes, yes, the Netherlands, Amsterdam. Amsterdam. So you're based in Amsterdam. I only learned that recently. Apparently, there are people who live outside Holland who feel like, oh, it's more to us than just Holland. Okay, anyway. So um, anyway, you live in the Netherlands. But uh, give me a sense of what, where the rest of the world is outside of Africa, where the rest of the world is in terms of this preoccupation with where's the next unicorn going to come from and and how you've seen that play into either interest or disinterest in what we have going or what's starting to become 
what's becoming a serious sort of tech industry on the continent. So both ways, I I figure it can be a rub. It can also be a good thing in terms of like getting interest. But where's it at? Are people, is that, is that where, is that the fascination right now? Where's the next unicorn going to come from? Yeah, the the thing with, with people is that they always first look at themselves. So there's this big tech conference in Amsterdam, it's called The Next Web, and they position themselves as the, the European tech conference. And there, they're really mostly talking about Europe and the position of European tech companies versus the American uh, tech companies. And the Netherlands and also Amsterdam is really positioning uh, themselves as as a uh, uh, destination for technology companies. There are even uh, tax breaks and and, uh, startup visas and all these things. So uh, the majority of, of people who are interested in the startup world honestly they're looking at uh, the netherlands they're looking at europe and they're looking at the us uh, maybe it's yeah you always look up to bigger companies and bigger names and those kind of things so so in general uh, people are not so interested when i talk about fisi for africa and the work that we're doing uh, yeah it's always like huh you know like to to the general people i speak to not to people who know what's going on but it's uh, yeah, it's not still a novelty. Yeah, well, it it depends on who you're talking to, of, of course. I'd like to know, like the average yeah, sort of at a birth- birthday, you're you're just drinking a beer and you're just talking about like, oh, what did you do to someone you meet randomly there? Um, it's it's for most people still, and yeah, believe me or not, but it's for for most people still like startups, Africa. So unicorns like way out there then, even as a as a concept from Africa. Yeah, it's it's uh, more and more people start. To, to to understand that there are opportunities and you know it's not just the, the negative story that that has been told for so long it's it, it's not that but then the startup world is another step right okay, so we're happy that this is a place you could raise a family or visit and have a nice holiday and stuff like that but it's still a bit of a stretch to think of it as the kind of place where you might start a business that goes head to head with google yeah, yeah. I think if you talk about the average person, right? Like uh, there are many people in the Netherlands who fully understand what's going on and who have uh, have a, a, an interest in it. Um, and and especially in Amsterdam, we 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 see quite a quite a community of of people who are, um, yeah, setting up businesses that are targeting uh, uh, African consumers or African businesses or even. Um, yeah, uh, bringing products from from Africa to the Netherlands, like uh, Moye Coffee, they're the first sort of uh, value chain. Uh, how do they call themselves? Like, uh, yeah, they they say they control the full value chain of the, of the coffee coming from Ethiopia, and they brand themselves like that. So they're you know uh, paying a fair price to the to the coffee farmers and all these things. So there there is there is a growing. Uh, understanding that that you can do business there but uh, yeah, I think it's in general still uh, a long way to go and so in terms of VC for Africa I mean just to give context to someone who's not familiar with the work you do there's obviously this uh, incredible database you guys have of early stage startups uh, angel investors and VCs that are interested in said startups on the continent and then all the ways you leverage that database for commercial benefit uh, and also for the benefit of the community that you you manage, right? So there's all of that. And uh, given the infancy of our ecosystem, what are some of the challenges in realizing the potential of that database commercially in your context? Um, 
the, the database is basically uh, the business, right? So we, we have about 50,000 uh, members. Uh, we have around uh, 300 uh, ecosystem organizations who promote their uh, programs and events towards that community. Uh, we have investors who are looking for deal, uh, deal uh, flow uh, through, through the platform. So there are different business models uh, around that. And you have them all at play at the same time? Um, well, so there's uh, a way for organizations to promote what they're doing towards the startup community. And if they want extra attention and uh, direct emails and those kind of things to the people that uh, should hear about it, there's a fee for that. Uh, and then also on the investor side, uh, they pay uh, a monthly fee to get access to the deal flow that they're interested in. And they can download documents of these startups and uh, read more about them. And if they're still interested, they can just contact the entrepreneurs. And, and you guys have so far not been tempted to sort of uh, tap into deals yourself yourselves or you've you've stayed away from that for now yeah we're we're not a fund ourselves so we really see ourselves as a um yeah ecosystem convener to bring people together and uh, to yeah offer the tools to discover and uh and that that's that's why we are there uh, another component uh something that 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 we have been wanting to build for a long time is this uh, online learning environment on, on Fisi Africa because we have a lot of uh, programs that we uh, uh, are part of ourselves like Excel Africa but also our partners are promoting their programs through us and, and the applications go through the Fisi for Aid platform and in the end you only have maybe 10 or 15 or 20 companies who are selected into the program and um, the other couple hundred that applied they don't make it into the program for all kinds of reasons um, because they weren't far enough or you know just their competitors were better or there are all kinds of reasons but the story ended there they, they filled the application they didn't make it that was it and so um, we we have been building this uh, this this online learning uh, curriculum on how to start your business how to grow your business and how to finance your business in the African context. And of course, African context is still very broad and it's very different in all these different markets. But if you look at what you can find online on YouTube today, it's mainly focused on on US. And so we thought, let's uh, create a curriculum that um, is more tailored towards uh, African startup entrepreneurs, but not only do that, also interview uh, investors and entrepreneurs and people working for incubators and accelerators across the continent to hear their expert insights and their opinions about the topics that we discuss. So uh, we're about to launch uh, this this new section on on the platform where uh, entrepreneurs can can come in uh, without any charge. Uh, and go through the materials and, and step in at the point where they are. If they are looking to raise funding, they can go right away to the finance your business uh, section. And there they learn about just the basics. I think when, when we talk to, to investors, often they say, uh, particularly for early stage companies, is that they don't really know all the terms. The, they... they get lost quite fast and then uh, the in investor has to educate the entrepreneur on how this process works incidentally i was i mean i was speaking to a a, a dutch uh, vc 
So a guy called Alad Luchinger, and he's he was actually speaking to this point where um, his his VC uh, Velocity Capital has recently invested in into African businesses, uh, relatively recently anyway, and um, he was just you know talking about how many deals fell through because founders weren't adequately prepared to interact with investors that came from abroad and required a certain level of of uh i don't know grasp of of certain fundamentals terminology even sometimes you know and and that can be and it can often be a problem particularly with with startups that are looking for for love abroad and and yeah so it was interesting to me and uh, it occurred to me uh, when when you guys first pitched this idea because i mean we had a conversation about it heads up everybody i'm involved and so uh that i thought you know is there really a need um who's this really helping you know all the sort of tough meaningful quote-unquote meaningful questions i ask you know anybody on the show and i was like is there really a need for this and i have to say i think you guys are onto something not just because i'm involved but i do think as a even, even with the model you guys have, have built this idea that it will be a growing body of work i think is fantastic and and much needed well, thank you. Uh, we we hope that people appreciate it and uh, that it will um, help them to have uh, maybe more even conversations. Uh, and like I say, uh, there are many people out there who already know uh, all of that because they've just studied it and uh, they, they had a, a couple of conversations. But there are also many people who haven't. And uh, just to get the basics uh, and, and, and understand the differences between debt and equity and, uh, you know, uh, what is a convertible note and uh, what can you expect in a term sheet and, you know, the, all these basic things. I'm not saying like we're teaching something totally revolutionary that, that was never done before. It's not a degree program, folks. <laughs> no, no, it, it, it's not. But it, it will give people a, a better understanding on the basics of also in the start your business uh, uh, chapter where we're talking about uh, why it is important to have a co-founder right and uh, also this is is uh, you can also find that somewhere else but to hear investors in the African space to say um, these things as well to say you know like if, if there's one guy pitching to me and he's saying that he's doing it alone I'm basically already switched off because I'm, I'm, that's not what I do. I don't invest in, in a single person because if something happens to that person, then uh, the, the company is gone, basically. Um, so, yeah, there, there, there are lessons there that uh, can really help uh, people uh, who are starting their business and who are growing their business to uh, be better prepared. Okay, so to round this off, though, I'd, I'm I'm curious to know, like, what trend you're most uh, excited about at the moment? I ask this question a lot, but um, it's usually a great way to get inside someone's head, uh, at least at least hot sometimes, in, in terms of tech and, and the industry and what gets them going. So, what's within the context of Africa and all the potential that exists within this con with our, within our context? What's exciting you the most? What um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a terribly lucrative trend. Maybe it's just something you you, you like. Well, having worked on on this online academy, I've, I've also been looking at other online learning uh, models uh, across the world, but also in Africa, Anesa, and and others. And and I think that that is really. Uh, 
an, an interesting uh, topic. And, and some people have said that also globally, online learning is the next big thing because it's it's happening and it's successful in Coursera and EDX and all of those. But uh, not one single player has really, really figured it out. Like what is really working best? How do people, you know, learn on the go? And 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 what what is the different? Uh, what are the different types of, of learning blended together that work? And and, and all of that. So um, I think also in the African context, uh, to I will follow closely what is going to happen there in in the sort of the online learning uh, space. I'm kind of watching what the brands are going to do. I mean, the big education brands in the context of what people value with regards to education. And I say this in the context of a continent that still, you know, struggles to educate most of its its uh, its citizens. And, and we're really uh, 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 an excellent education, uh, even higher education is is more, is really more a luxury than it is a, a standard state of play for most for most people and so in that context it still kind of matters where you got it who who endorses it who you know the degrees from and i feel like that branding as long as the strong brands in that space i feel are going to somehow this is this is my sense of it anyway are going to almost set the pace for its acceptability its adoption and yeah that's my sense of it. I mean, the likes of you know some of the larger universities or some of the more reputable universities on the continent, for example. I don't know what you think of it. Yeah, of course, uh, Harvard and MIT are big institutions that people value. Um, but in the end, um, it's about also building new brands. And it's about uh, finding, um, the, uh, offering the content that people are, are, are looking for. And uh, there's actually a platform that puts it very cheeky. I can't get to their name now. That learn or anyway, you, you but their their tagline is the the internet doesn't care how you became an expert. I believe that. <laughs> no, I think so too. Oh, did I say the internet? I mean, what they say is the future doesn't care how you became an expert. Yeah, I think that's true, and uh, I think you can also just find your own sources and and make a combination of different sources to build your expertise. So. Um, I, I don't know. I'm I'm not worried in the sense that oh, because it's a, a relatively new company, Visa for Africa, people are not going to value the content that we're offering or something like that. Of course, when you talk about certificates and people applying to jobs and those kind of things, then it will make a difference if it's coming from a well-known institution. Oh, I see what you mean. Uh, yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way. I was actually thinking of it in terms of like what will actually push. Um, e-learning mainstream you know what I mean in a sense I was like what would it be some of the things that might make e-learning uh, like as ubiquitous say as oh hey I'm, I was at school this afternoon oh hey I was you know I had like an e-learning session in my bedroom this morning like I'd, I'm trying to imagine what would take Africa or like a, a typical market in Africa to the point where that is as normal as jumping into you know into a taxi to go to school yeah, it's it's a it's a combination of the delivery mechanism and also the content. Like most online courses that I've followed are pretty boring. 
and it really takes a lot of effort to stay focused and to really listen and so what we try to do with with the well thanks but no pressure now <laughs> what we try to do is to keep the video short and also to have you know uh, a lot of different people talking about the same topic uh, uh those kind of things but the the success for online learning will be i think that it's super super easy to do it on your mobile phone uh to have interesting uh content that is uh, mixed so different types of learning and uh, not just watching videos not just reading not just doing quizzes but to get that 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 right combination and not just watching andile not just watching uh, Andile's face. Oh, I've been watching your face for a long time. I know this. I know it's horrible. Process. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> so many takes. <laughs> no, no, it was fun. And yeah, we're all caught up, but I'll really. Actually, your first time on the show, interestingly, come to think of it. Yeah, I think Ben has been on the show. In the yeah, he's what a homie on the show or something. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Pleasure, Batil. Cheers, man. <laughs>